This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Thursday, September 30th. Coming up, we'll navigate the new world of medical marijuana in Missouri. Plus, native plants can bring bees and butterflies to your yard and they conserve water, but these gardens aren't always popular among neighbors or city code enforcers. All we want to do is have some uniformity to make sure that they fall in line with what our codes, which are also recognized by cities and municipalities across the country, to make sure that they fit within those guidelines. Hear how local home gardeners are fighting on behalf of native plants. But first, some headlines. Doctors hope to avoid more strain on the healthcare system by encouraging people to get flu shots ahead of the flu season, but many Kansas City area health departments say their supplies are limited. KCUR's Alex Smith reports. Several metro area health departments don't yet have shots available. One local health department spokesperson said that was due to limited supplies, although these issues are expected to be resolved within a few days. Other departments are waiting until mid-October to provide shots when demand usually increases. Flu activity in Kansas and Missouri remains low to minimal, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Judges and attorneys are preparing for an innocence hearing for Kevin Strickland. KCUR's Luke Martin reports there are now two courts considering parts of the case. While they wait for a word from the Missouri Supreme Court, Jackson County Judge Kevin Harrell and lawyers representing Strickland, the county prosecutor's office, and the attorney general's office met virtually today to hammer out questions over the evidence that could be presented. Prosecutors say Strickland, who has spent 43 years in prison, is innocent of the triple slayings he was convicted of in 1979. But Attorney General Eric Schmidt is not convinced and has opposed Strickland's release. Judge Harrell aims to keep the local hearing limited to Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, but a possible Supreme Court ruling to recuse Jackson County judges could derail that, moving the hearing to another jurisdiction. Medical marijuana is opening the door to pain relief and reduced anxiety for many Missourians, but not everyone knows whether or how it can help them. April Hatch is a registered nurse and member of the Society for Cannabis Clinicians and the American Cannabis Nurses Society. She answered some of those questions on KCUR's Up to Date with Steve Kraske. April, nice to have you. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Steve. Now, your focus on cannabis began with your son, who suffered a traumatic brain injury. What happened to him, April, and how did cannabis help? Well, Steve, what happened to him is, you know, he was, I mean, ultimately just failed by traditional healthcare. Um, he had a traumatic brain injury and, you know, I was a nurse and I took him to all the best doctors in the Kansas City area and the the physical therapy, the speech therapy, um, you know, all of the neurologists, nothing was helping and they were just prescribing medication after medication. And finally, um, there was a, a couple doctors who said, you know what, maybe cannabis is a bad idea. Um, but that was really all they could tell me. So I really had to figure this all out on my own. What kind of change did that make in your son? Well, you know, I was worried, Steve. I was worried that it was going to make him high, that it was going to make him lazy, um, that there would be that stigma um, surrounding him. And you know what? It allowed him to go back to school. And, you know, it he was able to get out of bed and before that he wasn't. I mean, the severe migraines, the nausea, the vomiting, and there's so many um, symptoms of a TBI that you know many people aren't aware of, but it really improved all those symptoms. And so 
you know, we um, went all in and I had to share my story and I started talking to other people about it because um, as a nurse, I had to do the right thing. And, and that was tell people that this plant really does have a lot of potential. Bottom line for you is the change in your son was dramatic, I gather, by what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I also was wondering at the time, I'm guessing the, the marijuana he was smoking was illegal. How did you navigate that part of it? Well, you know, Steve, he wasn't smoking marijuana. We were really looking at the cannabinoids that were legal and available in Missouri at the time. So when I talk about cannabis, um, you know, yeah, everyone typically associates um, THC with that, which is the psychoactive um, compound of cannabis. But, you know, we were really using CBD at that time. And um, there are other cannabinoids that you know, provide a lot of symptom relief for a lot of the symptoms he was having. So, so he wasn't smoking. I did not want my 15 year old smoking. And, you know, that required a lot of uh, research and on how to do that, because that is the most common way to consume cannabis, right? How difficult was it for you to navigate that world at that time, April? It was extremely difficult. Um, you know, I was, uh, I'm still a registered nurse. I had a nursing license I had to protect. Um, even, you know, giving my child, um, CBD, I was worried about. Um, I was worried that, you know, he was going to be taken away from me. I was worried that I was going to lose my nursing license. Um, so I really did, you know, my best to educate myself. So if anything were to happen, I had, you know, the science and I could back up what I was doing. You know, you've um, explained how cannabis helped your son. Give us an overview of just how much it can help people who are looking for some relief for a whole myriad of different uh, ailments they're they're dealing with. Well, you know, cannabis or CBD, those are or THC or CBD. Those are the two cannabinoids we know the most about, and they have been shown to be effective for managing over 200 different conditions. Um, what I see or what's really exciting for me right now is that, you know, with how CBD interacts with our, um, our immune system, um, it's really able to manage that chronic inflammation that so many people are suffering with today. Um, chronic inflammation leads to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, Parkinson's. And so if we are able to get that inflammation down at a cellular level, I mean, we can potentially be using um, cannabis compounds like CBD to prevent a lot of these diseases. So that's what's really exciting for me. Um, you know, I have, I've worked with, you know, several Parkinson's patients over my career and, you know, knowing that there may be something out there that could potentially be or prevent Parkinson's is really exciting. And, uh, you know, not only could CBD do that, but THC helps a lot of Parkinson's patients manage their tremors and hmm. they're able to feed themselves again. April, you say that sometimes, you know, people will seek help for anxiety, for example, uh, with cannabis, but then they find out that the cannabis uh, winds up helping them with other uh, uh, concerns, other issues they have. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of people are looking to cannabis to help manage a, a chronic condition that they um, haven't been able to help with any, you know, any surgery or pharmaceuticals. And um, they may start taking it for a certain reason, you know, maybe it's chronic pain or anxiety. And they find out that, um, you know, they're finally getting good sleep. They haven't had a good night's sleep in six years. And just a small amount of THC a couple of times throughout the day is um, they're sleeping, they're better able to manage stress. You know, I have moms tell me that they're better moms now because of it. And, and, and that's, you know, there's so many benefits that people don't even realize this plant has to offer. Does medical marijuana ever cause problems of any kind? 
Well, there are, you know, a few medications um, where we, you know, would want to make sure that patients uh, have an open, honest relationship with their doctors so they're aware of what they want to do because, it, you know, it can interact with some medications. Um, you know, the biggest problem, what we see in uh, with medical marijuana, and I've seen this all over the country, and unfortunately, we get a lot of calls like this, is people overconsume. Um, they take too much THC and, you know, they feel um, like they're having a heart attack. They get a lot of anxiety. And it's really uncomfortable. And so, you know, we really want to provide the education beforehand to prevent that from happening. Um, and we know that a lot of the, you know, the dispensaries, um, you know, we've trained several in Missouri, but, you know, a lot in these other states, um, you know, their frontline staff don't necessarily have the education to make sure and tell to know exactly what to tell a patient before they leave that door so they don't have a bad experience. Um, so that's a problem. You know, once someone has a bad experience, they're never going to try it again. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske talking to registered nurse April Hatch. We'll be right back. Don't forget to subscribe to The Early Bird, the daily news email from KCUR. Get news from Kansas City to Washington, D.C. delivered to your inbox every weekday at 6 a.m. Be in the know before you even get out of bed. The Early Bird. Subscribe at kcur.org newsletters. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomeen Ujia-Dean. Now we've got a story about a different type of weed. More home gardeners in Kansas City are deciding to fill their yards not with grass, but with native wildflowers, which are better for the environment. But that's put some of these homeowners in conflict with their neighbors and the city. KCUR's Carlos Moreno reports. Roberta Vogel-Loitung walks through a narrow path behind her craftsman home in Squire Park. She pauses to identify the plants pushing at the path's edges. Wild hydrangeas, rose turtle heads, and American Beauty berry. Her front yard teems with birds, chirping insects, and buzzing bees. So it's meant to be kind of like inviting to people so it stays low, a little bit neater than the wilder areas in back. And pretty soon I'll have signage that says you're welcome to come through and it'll kind of teach people about what I'm doing. Over the last five years, Vogel Loitung has converted her yard to mostly native plantings varieties that have grown here naturally for eons and adapted to the ecosystem. She says she rarely, if ever, has to water her yard, and of course, she doesn't need fertilizer or pesticides. I usually only water new plantings for about a year, and then I just let nature take its course. I figured if it can't survive, it's not gonna like it here. Not everyone is happy letting nature take its course. Recently, a Kansas City homeowner went viral after being ordered by the city to trim back the native plants growing in his front yard. But Vogel Loitung and other gardeners want to make sure that city officials and their own neighbors understand these shrubs and flowers serve a greater purpose even if they don't fit into tidy rows. Native plants provide food for pollinators like bees and butterflies, which are quickly losing their natural sources of pollen. Urban centers are food deserts for insects and birds. So adding native plants, even in small patches, creates a corridor for wildlife to travel through the city. Flora Mahaffey runs Bread and Roses Farm off 23rd Street in Kansas City. She grows native plants both at home and her farm and acknowledges they can pose a conundrum for gardeners. When you leave your plants that are kind of drying and dying down um, and they're full of seeds, some of these things are really great for birds if you just leave it even into the winter. 
but that's not a look that everybody loves. Flora has also received letters from the Kansas City Code Enforcement, alerting her to the rank weeds on her properties. In her mind, the wildflowers she's growing don't qualify as weeds, but not all inspectors agree. Sometimes if you can get them out and talk to them and say, here's, this is this, this is this, they're really nice and work with you. And then a couple months later, the inspector changes and you'll just get the letter again. John Bacala is the community liaison for Kansas City's Neighborhoods and Housing Services Department. There has been such a, for lack of a better word, growth in the number of people who are putting native plants in their yards for really, really good reasons, whether it's soil conservation, water preservation, whatever, I think we are continuing to refine what those codes are and what they will be. John says there's a misconception the city is against native plants. They're not. But he says it can be a slippery slope between someone trying to do the right thing for the environment and someone just trying to skirt the rules. All we want to do is have some uniformity to make sure that they fall in line with what our codes, which are also recognized by cities and municipalities across the country, to make sure that they fit within those guidelines. And there's the challenge. Kansas City code requires that grass and weeds should be limited to 10 inches in height along public parcels, alleys, and walkways. But most native wildflowers need to grow beyond that to reach maturity and serve their purpose for pollinators. To keep your neighbors from complaining, native gardeners suggest keeping your plantings relatively trimmed and contained and free of invasive species. In other words, make sure the yard is being maintained with purpose and not just allowed to run wild. That way, those clusters of milkweed are only attracting pollinators, not code enforcers. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Carlos Moreno. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Gabe Rosenberg. You can hear Kansas City's NPR station live on the radio at 89.3 FM, or you can check out our live stream at kcur.org, where you can also read Carlos's story about native plant gardens. Tomorrow, we'll visit the Kansas City Museum. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.